Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Yo, yo, yo. Another edition of that Bootleg Kev podcast. Look, the third this week, fam. All right, let me tell you something. We working over here, man. I want to give a shout out to my producer, Eric LaRock, my bro, bro, uh, Eric LaRock, um, who we've just been putting in a lot of work, man. We just broke 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. So shout out to everybody fucking with us on that YouTube. Shout out to everybody fucking with us on Apple, Spotify, um, iHeart, whatever the fuck you're doing, listening to these podcasts, we appreciate it. Check this out. Um, episode number 20, man. We about to get into episode number 20. I'm going to be doing some merch for the 25th episode. I believe we're working on that at the moment. Um, Just some real dope shit on the way. Um, you know, we, we've been typically doing one, trying to do once, twice a week, but there's just going to be a lot more shit coming. And then, you know, whether it's in, in, interviews, like, you know, what we'll do usually is like, we'll drop an interview and then we'll have like two or three in the can and we'll be like, cool, we're good for the month. But like, we're realizing like we're racking up so many dope interviews that like, why hold on to them? You know what I'm saying? Um, so no matter what, you're going to get a new podcast every single week. Um, but like this week, this is the third podcast we dropped this week. You know, we did, uh, what did we do on Monday? Well, we did Fredo Bang on Wednesday and on Monday we did somebody. I got a, am I, what am I, am I tripping? Who did we drop on Monday? Now I got to look this shit up, man. This is embarrassing, man. It's my own shit. Oh, blast. The homie blast. So we did Blast on Monday. We did Fredo Bang on Wednesday. And today's Friday. We got Reason, Top Dogs, Own, Carson's Own. So let me tell you how this interview went down, man. We interviewed him earlier this week. I listened to the whole album. His album dropped today. And uh, it is a a very, very, if you are a hip-hop fan, then you will love this album. 
There's some incredibly deep records on here. Uh, the album is called New Beginnings. I guess it's technically a mixtape project, whatever. He's not considering this his album. But it's like 14 goddamn songs. Um, but Reason's album, New Beginnings, is out. We talked to him, I believe it was Monday or Tuesday. And, you know, I was like, look, let's let's drop this thing the day your album drops. Because we really dived into this project. Um, I'm already seeing, by the way, like... He's getting a lot of flack for the Mac Miller line, and when I heard it, I kind of knew that was gonna happen. So we we went we went in deep on that. Just just really good interview, man. Probably one of my favorite interviews. I say that a lot, but this is one of my favorites uh, that we've done since we started the podcast. Um, shout out Top Dog. Shout out to Reason, uh, and a shout out to our sponsors. Before we get into the podcast, man, salute to Odd Socks, presenting sponsor for holding us down. I got some odd socks on my feet right now. I got these motherfucking macho man Randy Savages on. You feel me? But, yo, go to oddsocksofficial.com. Head over there. Um, all you got to do is, uh, you know, pick out some fly shit. They got crazy socks. They got the basics that are comfy as shit. All kinds of licenses. Nickelodeon, WWE, Breaking Bad, Scarface, all kinds of shit. Um, whatever you caught, put in that uh, odd socks uh, code, man. At checkout, bootleg Kev. The code is bootleg Kev, and you will get twenty percent off your order. Oddsocksofficial.com. While you're at it, go check out our other sponsor, Vaping Man. Go to vapingcbd.com. You can get some vaping CBD lotion. You know, you got some achiness, some achy breakiness. You know, what I'm saying, rub that thing on your ankle. You got a swollen ankle. You got a painful back. I don't know. Maybe you just want to relax. Some of that CBD, man, vapingcbd.com, keyword bootleg cab at checkout, 20% off. Follow them, too, at vaping. All right, check that out. And let's get into episode number 20. Episode number 20 with reason. It's the Bootleg Cab Podcast. Bootleg Cab Podcast. Uh, yo, reason is here, man. One of the greatest. I appreciate that. Yeah. Man, last time you came to the radio station and you did that freestyle for us, I was out of town. I, I, forget I know. Where. I think I was know. in I was in Hawaii. Yeah, no, you were. My you anniversary. Were big yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yo, but yo, man, it's good to have you here, bro. Um, I've been sitting with your album since you sent it to me last night. I appreciate it. Incredible body of work. Thank you. Thank you. There was like two songs on there that were back to back. It was Fall and the song After Fall. Slow down. Yeah. Slow down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was like. Yeah, no, that's like my, my back to pocket. back. Like yeah. I was like, shit, <laughs> like just very, very like introspective, like just great storytelling. Like we'll get into those records, but I want to, I want to just kind of, you know, you've been dropping songs. I feel like for the last year or so, if, yeah. I, and they, they're all on this project, but um, not, not everyone, not, not everyone. everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, but some, but, of them but like are. three or four of them. Yeah, like three or four of them. Um, sure. talk about where you at right now, and why is you know why are we finally getting. You know, TDE, we'd be having to wait for motherfuckers yeah, on TDE. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's funny because it's like that's the mode. It's kind of like not necessarily to make people wait, but just to perfect. Hold on, DJ Head's calling me in the middle of the park. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm doing an interview with you, with why Carson's you finest. Why are you always interrupting my shit? <laughs> why are you always interrupting my shit? <laughs> hey, because this is life, dog. I'm on some Delamo shit right now. I need you to be on some put a shirt on shit. That's what I need you to be. You don't on. have a shirt on? Oh fuck. <laughs> Let me hit you back after this, buddy. <laughs> anyway, 
Before DJ, I, I gotta answer. DJ heads like my wife. I gotta like something could be on fire right now. Yeah, that's my dog. That's my dog. But yeah, um, that's kind of been like the mode is to just make sure that we perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Quality over quantity. But um, I also feel like you know the world being in the state that it was in was kind of weird too. You know, um, we were supposed to drop um, last year, but just uh, you know trying to make sure that everything was right. And then when we were gonna drop this earlier this year in March, um, you know, COVID hit, of course. And then we were going to drop again when we finally understood, like, okay, like, let's just do it. You know, we're going to go in June. Then a lot of the Black Black Lives Matter stuff yeah. hit and people were passing and we just felt like it would be disrespectful to For even sure. be pushing music at that time. Um, so it was just like a lot of adjusting, you know what I mean, in real life. And I feel like people forget sometimes that because we're TDE that, like, we got to adjust to. Like, we don't just work on our own, you know what I mean, merit or whatever the case may be. So, and we respect the things that's going on. But uh, I think we're in a good place now, like the whole label, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm proud to be the one to start kicking it off. Give me some of your um, background, man. Like, obviously, you're from Carson. Yep. Um, I had heard of you before <coughs> you were working with TDE. Mm -hmm. um, you were, you know, I, I would say, like, you know, like, if you were tapped in with two dope boys and some of the blogs, yeah, like, you, yeah, were, yeah. you were familiar with what you were doing, and then mm -hmm. TDE became a part of the situation, and that yeah. just kind of made shit, like, super big. But how long have you been making music, man? <laughs> like, when did you first start taking this rap shit serious? Um, I actually blessed, blessed enough. I, I actually only been making music for six years. So I started in 2014. Wow. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I've been heavy into music just because I, I liked it. Like I just liked lyricists and, and rappers that, you know what I mean? Really rapped about stuff and whatnot. So I was super heavy into that. And then um, um, I played ball and I was supposed to go to Greece to play basketball out there. And then um, one day I just, I just kind of fell out of love with it on a, business level because mm -hmm. i was like you know i love basketball but i don't really want to do a business thing with it and so i just called my agent and i was just like no nah, i'm probably not gonna go and then um what year was that <clears throat> that was like beginning of 2014 so that was like the beginning of 2014 i was still in college um so i called him um told him that and then there was a part of me that like and that's kind of what new beginning symbolizes and we'll get into that but there was a part of me that was kind of scared to do that because basketball was my comfort. I knew that I can go make money playing basketball. Like I knew that like I can make, there's I anything can else pay, I can do. I can pay my rent. <laughs> there's anything else I can do. I can go play basketball and make some money. And I was like, do I really want to give up this comfort, you get what I'm saying, in this comfort zone or whatever, to do something else and potentially fail? You know what I mean? And so um, I ended up making a decision. Um, and even after I told him, I still was kind of like 50-50. I call him some days and be like, well, wait, hold on. Um, but then when I graduated and um, uh, I wrote a song called Letter to God, which is like my second song that I wrote. And um, I sent it to my brother and we listened to it. And after that, that was that song kind of got me over the fear. I was like, I'm, I I, I think I'm really good at this shit. Let me just try it and see Give what it a happens. Shot. Yeah, exactly. So. so where did you go to? Where did you play uh, basketball at? It was at a D2 called Northwestern State in Iowa. There's like a... a a swarm of Northwesterns in the Midwest. Um, it's like Northwestern Oklahoma, Northwestern there's, Iowa. I like, feel like yeah. there's a million Northwesterns. There's a bunch of Northwesterns. <laughs> yeah, it's like this little like weird, yeah, middle of nowhere. It's, it was awful. So were you a point guard? Because you're, you're <laughs> yeah, not the yeah, I'm not guy. tall enough to yeah, yeah. Be, be anything else, 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy because I, I like the basketball hustle, like you said, like going to Greece, like I got I got some homies who, who live in Europe and, mm -hmm. and who hoop. And like you said, like it's like, you know, if you love basketball, and you're like, deep, like you're good. Like, mm -hmm. there's always like there's a way always to a place to make pay money. your rent. There's always a way to make money. But like, and if you could pay your rent playing basketball, bro, it's like now. And, and that was my thing. I'm like, like I'm seeing all my my homies like you know work jobs and stuff, and they hate their job. And I'm like, 
like even though I might not like where I'm at over there, at least I like my job. Like you know what I'm saying, and I can pay my rent doing it or whatever the case may be. But I had just had two nieces, and I was in Iowa for two years, and I wanted to come back home. I went through like a little racial situation out there with my coach, and um, it was just like I was just like you know I don't know if I'm ready to leave again. You know what I mean? And so that was kind of like part of the uh, the the influence behind it was I don't know if I'm ready to leave. And then on top of that, um, I was using music as as like therapy. Like I was writing out there just to kind of pass the time because I was out there. It was only me and like six other black people at the school. So I didn't really have Fuck. nobody. Yeah, I didn't really have nobody to talk to, relate to. So I was just kind of writing as kind of like a therapeutical thing. And I started liking it. So I was like, man, let me just, you know, record a couple of things. So I came home on spring break and recorded a couple of records. And that's kind of when I decided, like, you know, I'm just going to do this and see how it works out. When you say you had a racial situation with your coach, what happened? Um, basically, um, I had a coach that, uh, I mean, he was racist to, to, you know, keep it funky. Keep it, yeah. To keep it funky. We used to have, it was me and three other black players. We used to have black only meetings before the games, um, that uh, you guys conducted that, or that they that put he together. would be like, I just want to meet with the three black guys and talk to them about how they need to play to fit into like this role. Like, and then what? he would like say the N word to us, like in metaphorically, like, so not at us, but he's still saying it. Right. Right. Um, one time he used this example where he was like, you know, he was like, white people are the brain, black people are the soul. Mexicans are uh, the heart because, you know, they work hard and, uh, you know, make everything go. He was like, when you put all three of them together, it's a beautiful thing. But if you had to pick one, wouldn't you rather be the brain like that? Like, well, to be honest, if he wanted to use that reference, I would argue that Asian I, I pe Asian <laughs> people are the brain. <laughs> if I'm just being but honest, yeah. And I would also I argue mean, that you know the, heart, the, the heart's kind of just as important as you know and the if brain. If I'm being honest, white people might be like the kneecaps or something. I don't know. I feel like we're not bringing a lot to the table in 2020. Not in 2020 right now. <laughs> Shit's fucked up, man. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. So yeah, like I went through that situation, and it's funny even with that situation like the NAACP was getting involved and stuff and it was about to be big and I was younger. Right. And so if I had my brain that I had now, I would have carried it all the way through and went because I, I feel like I could have changed some things over That's there. That's an intimidating fight for a kid yeah, in college. When I, yeah, like when I was in college, I was just like, bro, I just want to go home, bro. <laughs> like if y'all can make it to where I can go home after the season and just like work, do my school work from home and come back to graduate and leave again, then like we got a deal. And my mom didn't want me to do that. She wanted me to stay and fight. Um, but I just ended up saying like, you know, like I just want to come home. So that's what they let me do after the season was over. I went home. I worked from home, did all my schoolwork from home, sent it in. They kind of just passed me because they were just they like, were like, we don't want no just, smoke. You know, yeah, we don't want no smoke. Like, so I was kind of just turning in whatever. Is this guy still then, coaching? He is, unfortunately. There? He is, unfortunately. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And if you've been to that town, it's like, it's one of those places that it's like, bro, nothing had never changed there because there's nothing there. Like there's nothing there to make it, you get what I'm saying, like change. And that's the reason why. That is one regret that I do have. I, I hate having regrets in life, but if I could go back, I would fight that. You know right, what I mean? Right, because right. he doesn't need to be coaching, like to just to be completely honest. Hey, put his name out there so people can, you know. I honestly legally can't. Oh, you yeah, legally, I legally can't. can't. Yeah. Well, the yeah, coach mama. of yeah. Northwestern <laughs> Iowa, you cocksucker. Yeah. It's not hard to find though. Like people can look and just find. Google it. Yeah, people can look and find what college I went to for sure, for sure. But yeah, damn, yeah. No, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and just really quick, uh, the crazy thing about it is that. So he has a nephew that's in the NBA right now that is complete opposite. Like he does like podcasts and stuff about racial discrimination against black a white guys guy? and a white guy. JJ Reddick? I told you I can't I can't say what it is. But like it's crazy the opposites though. Like he is like his nephew is like hard working fighting against like 
Racial, dis- racial discrimination. We'll talk about it off I camera. listen to JJ Reddick's yeah. podcast. <laughs> he has he actually does have a great podcast. I just got hip to it like recently. Yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah, I'm a huge basketball guy. So yeah. I actually don't listen to as much I, man, it sucks because I listen to like certain shit. Like I'll like gravitate to an album. Yeah. And then I'm just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still listening to fucking like Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist Alfredo. <laughs> which, which was incredible though. For sure. Yeah. But and then like uh, outside of that, I'm just I'm just listening to sports talk radio like a yeah. degenerate mm-hmm. sports gambler. <laughs> but um yeah man that's that's wild. I didn't know that about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was a, it was a crazy situation, you know what I mean? And this uh um it's weird cuz like when I write music, I never know what I'm going to touch on. So I feel like one day it's something that I'm going to touch on, but I never come into songs like purposely aiming, right, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like so I'm just like one day it'll come spilling out and I'll talk about it, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, no, that's wild. I think that um I think that's important too for you to share that because I'm sure there's people who are going through maybe similar situations, maybe not on a basketball team, but yeah. yeah. Like whether it's their boss or mm-hmm. corporate environments, anything. Yeah, man, I mean? it's yeah. just fucked up right now. Like yeah. and people get people gotta stand up for what's right, bro. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I mean, but I I will say in twenty twenty, um because of how chaotic it is, like there always has to be balance. And I feel like like there's more than ever, more white people than ever that's trying to understand. And I always tell black people in general, like, you know, don't criticize white people that are trying to understand that maybe don't understand it because right. that's step one. You get what I'm saying? Is them trying yeah, to understand all, it. I think that what yeah. sucks about right now is like kind of what you just said, like if there's no nuance and there's no room for progress mm-hmm. and if it's like, Hey, yo, fuck you off the rip because exactly. you're not exactly where I want you to be as opposed to like you're, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying to you know, like, you exactly. know what I'm saying? I think that that's there's two opposite ends of the spectrum. And I think that's the other opposite end of the spectrum mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, there's people who, like you said, like they might not have known about. I mean, and what's crazy is it's it? cr- yeah, it's crazy. But it's like you have to understand that people's reality are their reality. Like some people genuinely are unaware like yeah they, they knew yeah. stuff was going on but they didn't know but they didn't know they no. didn't know yeah. that it was like and I, and I tell people all the time like you got to be understanding bro to people people's environments like you know what I mean like there's people out there that they have nothing against black people and but they literally might not have a black person in their life period. there might be people who just don't grow up like in the, in that environment exactly like there's 100%. people who grow up in fucking Salt Lake City and all they know is like white That's Mormon kids you know what I mean like, I'm saying? like doesn't, you know and if they're trying to be empathetic I just think that they're we're losing like a lot of nuance in the world where it's like, you're either this or you're this. Yeah. Yeah. But what if you're like here or here? Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And you're trying to get here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think even politically, it's just fucked up because mm-hmm. I, I feel like you can't, like, I can criticize Joe Biden yeah. and still say I'm voting for Joe Biden. That's a fact. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't fuck with Joe Biden really. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not voting for Donald Trump, fam. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that's but right. I can, like, there's, like, nuance. Like, you got to be able to, like, you know, ask questions and be critical. And, and just because you're critical doesn't mean, like, you ain't a, you ain't for whatever the fuck. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. Well, the issue is that we're in an environment right now where it's, like, everybody jumps out the window for everything. For like, everything. like It's like you can't be... You can't even have a conversation about something. It's like you got to pick. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. you have to pick what it is right now. And if you don't and you even play defense, then it's like, you know, then they're just going to label you like, okay, well, then you're over here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. Like I was like a big Bernie Sanders supporter. Uh-huh. And um, and I had people like dig up tweets I said about Joe Biden. Like, yo, man, you fucking, you don't even fuck with this. I'm like, yeah, like obviously I'm not like crazy about Joe Biden. Like yeah. <laughs> he's probably the least 
<laughs> candidate at, on that side that I would fuck <laughs> with. I would but you know what? The other side is is terrible. Is, is <laughs> fucking Hitler. You know, like the worst possible shit in the yeah, world. Like exactly. I would vote for like any, like literally anyone no, else. That's like a fact. That's a fact. it could be George W. Bush. Like I'm running the G Dub vote. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck it, run Iraq yeah, back one Joe more Biden time. Joe Biden would have to personally put out an attack on my family for me to. Yeah, not. Joe <laughs> Biden would have to put out like an entire like diss album, like just dissing every race, ethnicity, sexual, like sexual. Oh god. Like, oh god. Bro, like, <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Nah, that that's dope, though, man. So um, the fact you didn't start making music till 2014. Yeah. Now, were you writing before that? Or was it something that, like... Um, it was, like, I wasn't really writing. Um, I had some homeboys that rapped, and I would, like like kind of be with them in the studio just on some kicking and shit okay. and I would kind of like be like oh you know you should say this you should say that right, right, and they right. used to always tell me like you kind of like you kind of tight with like words and shit like that you know what I mean but it was never something that I was taking in any type of way recording or nothing like that just because when I when I focus on something and this is a, a good thing and a flaw I'm like tunnel vision when I focus on shit so yeah. I can't do basketball and music I can't do music and something else you get what I'm saying like it's like I have to focus on one thing yeah. and you know what I mean like that's just kind of how I am so I wasn't able to really do it until basketball was off the table you know what I mean and so and it, and it shows that way but now I've been blessed because things have just kind of worked very fast you know in comparison to other people that yeah, I know. I mean you're one of the Jedis man like in lyrically <laughs> you're, a, you're one of those guys it's like you know what you're getting with reason you yeah, know that's that's love that's and, love and yeah. uh and and that's that's I mean six years is not a long time man yeah. especially in hip-hop like just people have been doing this shit for 20 years before we we you know we know who they are you know what I'm saying that's yeah. wild so um 2014 you start making music you leave the bas basketball shit alone yeah um what was the in your opinion, the moment that you realized there were some eyes on you that like, okay, this is, this actually really might work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I remember I was doing this thing called reason Fridays where I just like freestyle every Friday and I was putting it out and it was leading, it was actually leading up to there you have it. So, right. um, I dropped like 10 of them, like 10 weeks in a row leading up to the drop of that project. And like around the eighth one, um, things just kind of start picking up. Like first I got posted by like a couple of professional athletes like Brandon Jennings, shout out to him. Shout out Brandon uh, Jennings, man. Yeah, nah, he, he looked out, uh, Todd Gurley. Um, it was a couple of dudes and then, um, then Baller Alert posted me and then after that, like a few like low level label reps started reaching out and we had a couple meetings. So that's kind of when I realized that some eyes were on me. Um, but then I started talking to a dude named uh, Tubby, Sean Holiday. shout out to, to Tubby. He was like the first high level uh, executive. Um, he was the VP of A&Rs at, um, uh, I want to say Sony at the time. And uh, he brought me into his office and uh, played him a bunch of records. Uh, I played him Better Days. And after Better Days, he was like, if you can get me like six more of these, like then like, you know, we can, we can go, but things never kind of progressed um, just because, you know, labels and this is no offense to Tubby at all. Like I, I love Tubby because he was actually one of the first people to like mm. start talking to people about me. Um, but labels, the big labels, they don't really want to develop artists. They kind of want to keep an eye on you until you kind of start bubbling. You know what I mean? And they then, want you to do all the groundwork. They work, want you to do all the groundwork. And then they come in and they, they pull and you over the finish line. Exactly. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, and so, you know, that was kind of where, where Tubby was. He was like, you know, like I just want him to kind of get cracking first. You know what I mean? And what's crazy is that Tubby sent my music to Top and he wanted to do a joint deal with Top because he was like, you know, I'm not going to get him cracking, but I know Top can get him cracking. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to do a joint deal with Top, but Top doesn't do joint deals. So Top never even listened to my shit. Like he was just like, 
as soon as Tubby started talking about a joint deal, he was just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not interested. Yeah. And then when I met Top years later, Top digs in his emails and it's the same songs that I'm playing them in the studio. He like, wow, like this shit is really hit. Unopened email. like from Tubby. Yeah, I think that that is one dope thing about TDE, um, you know, is the 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 development process yeah. you know like they there's a dope young mc uh who you guys have on your roster that i've known for a long time mm -hmm. um he's wearing the chain i don't know if it's official so i'm not gonna say his name mm -hmm. but like i i mean he's been on the label about a year and like just working yeah yeah like, no, that's you know working that's on his craft and, sh and they got <clears throat> he showed me some videos that y'all have shot and yep, like yeah you know it's like that kind of like attention to detail and like you know that shit is 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 um as a fan it could be frustrating yeah yeah from the fans perspective because no, i'm like i need a fucking isaiah rashad album bro <laughs> by the way glad he's on the album but uh <laughs> but no just in general i just think that that's something that's 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 missing from the game and the process now because like you know like you said man these labels low-key are kind of hoeing everybody man because they want you to do everything yeah yeah and then once it gets to a certain point now obviously once the label comes involved like there are looks and radio plays. Oh yeah, no, there, like there's that. things that 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 they can offer that people still can't. You right, know what I'm there's like, there are still some things, but yeah. like if you're like, you know, I would just say most artists just keep grinding, yeah. grind a little longer, That's build a fact. up, That's build a fact. up your, uh, you know, your your uh, your leverage with these fools. A thousand percent. Like I tell people that all the time. Like if you <clears throat> if you don't have a, a situation like. Signing with a major label to me in this day and age, it's just not smart. Now, if you're going to sign with like a, uh, well, when you don't have the leverage, um, if you, yeah, cause you're going to get a really bad deal, you're going to get a really bad deal. Regardless, there's nothing you, it don't matter how talented you are. You could be Michael Jackson. You're going to get a real, really yeah. bad deal. So <clears throat> to me, it's smarter to sign with like some of these lower management companies and mm. stuff like that. Like shout out to LVRN. They're doing an incredible job. They're killing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're killing it. Um, uh, you know, the TDEs, the Dreamvilles, whoever it is, you know, uh, a lot of people look at TDE as a major and we're not, you know what I mean? We're an independent label. Yeah, no, that's what I'd be yeah. trying to tell people is like, yo, if you're on TDE, that doesn't mean you're on Interscope. Mean you're on Interscope. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so you're just strictly TDE. I'm just strictly TDE. You know so it's absolute. So, you exactly. Know. And, and same thing with me. Like we're trying to build up leverage that way when we do take it to a major, we get the deal that we want. You know what I mean? We get the situation we want, um, which top is top he can get whatever he wants but at the same time it's, it's more organic to be able to build that up and show your value first you know what i mean 100 percent. when you first became involved with tde um like i feel like what's dope about a brand like tde a brand like dreamville is like their their fans are so open like open-armed yeah like yeah, yeah you're one of us now yeah, yeah. You step and so in, you yeah. automatically step into like to like twenty thousand diehard die fans. Hard fans. Like, I don't know your name, but we ride. But like, we fucking yeah. with you. <laughs> like, did you see that right away? Like, oh, a thousand percent. Like, TDE fans are like the—they're the dopest, most crit, overly critical For fans sure. in the world. They're like, smart they're, hip hop fans. They're smart hip hop fans, and uh, sometimes almost too smart. Like when I, because I, I talk to a lot of my fans, um, sometimes to a fault. Like um, my managers tell me, like you know, I got to be more ducked off. But um, but I talk to them because I am a fan too, and I want to know how they feel. But um, sometimes I tell them, I'm like, yo, y'all listen to music sometimes and don't enjoy it. Like, because you're too busy, like being critical or trying to decode what it is. Like, you're not even like, like, I'm like, chill, like roll a blunt. Like, like just smoke, back. relax. Yeah, and listen, it's, it's music. You know yeah. what I mean? It's entertainment. But nah, shout out to all the TDE fans and the Dreamville fans. I went on tour with JID and realized that a lot of them cross over. Yeah, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of them do. They, they definitely love do. both of us. Yeah. Um, what was uh what was the record that caught Top's attention 
Do you remember like which record or what it, what it was that like yeah that, that got you that meeting with Top? Yeah, well, Better Days is the one that really really caught Top's attention. But the one that made Top feel like yo like this dude can like make records because that's Top's big thing right now. It's like yeah, you can rap, but can you make records? can you make records exactly? And it was on on there. You have it. It was called Fuck with Me. And when he heard that record, he was like. Yo, like, yeah, this dude, he can go. You know what I mean? And it wasn't even supposed, we weren't even supposed to sign. Like, Musa was taking me to him. <clears throat> we were actually supposed to be doing something with uh with Dave Gross. Shout out to Dave Gross. He would do a lot of stuff with Nip. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to be doing, like, a little partnership deal with Dave. And, and Dave shows a lot of love. And he was going to help me build up a little bit. And then the plan was to go to top. And Moose kept listening to the music that I had. And without me even saying so, he just took it to top. And then top was like, you know, like, let's sit down and have a meeting. And uh, I was playing music for like an hour. Top's not bobbing his head or nothing like that. He's not giving me right. nothing. Like he's showing Moose memes and shit. I'm like, it's the most disrespectful me. Oh, that's, the, that's the worst. <laughs> when you're playing someone music and they're on their, they're on their phone like, or know, something. I'm like, you know, peeking up like, on my eye, trying to like see if he fucking with it. Like right. he's just not. And then fuck with me played. And that was the first time that he kind of like put his phone down and started bobbing his head. And so I leave the meeting. I'm low-key, like, depressed. I'm like, that shit did not go well. And Moose tells me, he's like, no, nah, you got to understand my pops. Like, if he didn't like it, you, you wouldn't have been here for an hour. Like, he don't he do not do that. You know what I mean? He was like, so, if, you know, he was like, a deal might not happen today or next month or whatever. But, you know, like, let's just keep working and go back to Dave and recoup and yeah. uh, we'll come back. And then, like, three days later, Moose called me. and He was like, I think my pops is going to sign you. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? And so it happened way faster than I thought. Um, and, you know, that was also part of the reason why I feel like it took a little longer for me to drop some stuff after I signed because me and Top still had to get to know each other as people. You get what I'm saying? Because it's such a people label. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so we had to still build that, you know what I mean? It's, a, fam- it's a family business. Exactly, 100%. People forget that. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's a family business. Yeah, man. like Top will not sign you if he don't, if he don't, personally fuck with you he'll just take you and get you signed somewhere else and get a piece of your contract like just, yeah just do that. yeah exactly on everything no that's crazy yeah i think that uh you know it's been dope to see your development because you've been dope for so long and i think that your i feel like this album is like your coming out party if that makes sense yeah yeah that's how that's how i approached it too there's yeah. so many things happened over the last couple years like you know, I think that that Lambo truck record was so fucking special on that Dreamville album. Thank you. Obviously, Thank you. you know, like you said, you went on tour with, with J.I.D. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you've been just kind of like, it's been like a, a tumbleweed just accumulating more and more like momentum. And I think that, you know, now's the time. Um, talk about the album, man, because there's a lot of personal shit on the album. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moments on the project that were like, like, oh, fuck moments. Like, <laughs> damn, this shit is like crazy. Like, Thank you. Thank um, you. How did you approach this shit? Did you approach it kind of like, you know, because you didn't tell all your story, obviously. Yeah, yeah, nah. And I, I didn't even completely dive all the way into it. It's funny. Some of the more personal ones um, were records that were supposed to be on my debut album that I'm working on right now. So I consider this like a project. So this is like a mixtape. It's like a mixtape kind of in a way. Whatever you know we're what calling I mean? it. Exactly, so, whatever so we're, we're calling it. we're not considering this It's, it's funny because album. I hate when artists do that, but now I'm that guy. But now you're that guy. I'm definitely that guy. But uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a mixtape or a project or a collection of songs. And it's funny because when we made it, we were like, damn, we need some shit for like the core fans like because it's not personal enough you know what i mean and that's kind of when we added uh the slowdowns and um um the gossips and the falls um and then uh windows cry didn't get added until top called and wanted to add it which is crazy because of the content on there um but top called and was like no nah, that should be the outro and so that's kind of how we put it together but i approached it from a celebratory like stand like like point of view because there you have it dropped originally in 2016 mm-hmm. and so i got a bunch of day one fans that's been riding with me and they see me 
they see me get signed and we redrop there you have it and they're like yeah that's great for you but like where's, where's our the, where's yeah. the, where's the new music we've, yeah. been, we've been heard this shit and so i wanted to give them something that i felt like they would want to hear so i approached it like i'm not even a uh, feature heavy type of artist but I was like okay you know what do I want to hear as a fan you know what I mean I always want to hear Zay and Jid on a record together like let me go do that you know what I mean uh, Rap City for the rap heads is like fire fire you and know she, what I mean she like, killed it on there. yeah she went crazy it's my favorite feature on the shit so when it did that I was like you know let me take care of home let me bring soul out the cave so we did Trapped In we did Flick It Up Trapped mm -hmm. In didn't make it but Flick It Up of course made it so I approached it from that standpoint like from a fan standpoint and let's make fun records let's make you know what i mean let's get dope features let's get shit like that dope production and then we came back and added the the personal elements and so that's kind of how i attacked it from putting it together as a, a whole project yeah on the album um falls a record that i thought was really dope because you you know the first verse is you rapping from the perspective of like an upcoming female artist yeah. who you know and i do think that that's something that's kind of unsaid in, <laughs> in music like mm -hmm. i even think like when we think of female MCs, like, yeah. I think, like, and it's unfortunate, like, Rhapsody's on the album. Yeah, and Rhapsody, yeah. to me, is the best. Yeah, to me. Female I, MC, I, I and she, one of the best overall MCs. Overall MCs. Like, like, I think she's, like, top five, at at very, very minimum, top ten MCs, period. No, right no, now. she's, yeah. like, yeah, she's yeah. up there. But, like, as a female, she's, like, the she's best. She's, like, yeah, she's, but like, But I yeah. feel like it sucks because she's not overly sexualized people don't 100%. give her that respect and that's, that's and that's not like i i give her that respect but i feel yeah. like because she's not an overly sexualized female artist that's a fact she doesn't get the respect that she deserves mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. just kind of like the the world we're fucking in like you know what i'm saying it's, yeah. it's 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 tough like but i thought that was dope like like was there anybody in mind like when you wrote that like like you don't got to say anybody's name but yeah. was there some well actually um rap that's how we met so on that verse on on fall which i personally think is the most important record on the album because of that um that verse about female mcs and about and the second and, verse and, yeah and the second verse too as well you get what i'm saying and um uh but uh unfortunately because of what we just talked about i was a late rap city fan i didn't get put on to layla's wisdom and mm. i'm on tour with rock and i'm listening and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, like she is crazy. You yeah, know her I mean? and Kendrick have been putting in work for like yeah, ten years. Yeah, and bro. I didn't. I was just wasn't hip. You know yeah, what I mean? Dog. And so, um, I wrote the verse, and I actually even say on the verse, I say uh, I had a convo with Layla, share, share, yep, sharing yep. some of her wisdom with mm -hmm. me, came to kick it with me. So I wrote it from her perspective, and I didn't write the second verse yet. And she was following me on Twitter, and so I just reached out to her and was like, hey, I wrote a verse about you. Like, I just want to send it to you so that you can hear it. Like, I, it's special to me. And um, I sent it to her, and she called me, and she said that she started tearing up listening to it because she she had stories about that where people were t talking to her and telling her how she needs to like sexualize herself a little bit more, and she was just trying to stick to the core. And she said, you know, that whole she just want to be an artist, like she felt that, like because that's all she she was like, I just wanted to rap and make music, you know what I mean? And so that's how we made our our connection. And then after that, a couple months later, was when I sent her I Can Make It. And then, you know, we ended up doing that. So she was definitely the one that was on the so forefront. So she, she was the motivation. That, she was the, the motivation, motivation behind that entire Yeah, verse. for sure. I, that's what I thought. When I heard it, I was like, yeah. yo, this shit, like, just reminds me of, like, like, because I've been a Rhapsody fan for so long. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it just, I, I was like, how is she not more respected? And it's really, like, it's just because we have such a shallow industry that we're in and, and really just mm -hmm. like fans are so also shallow minded. fans are shallow yeah yeah, yeah like you, yeah. you know what i'm saying like not every fan like it, it, you know it's unfortunate and mm -hmm. you know i used to be guilty of that when i was like younger you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying like but i definitely think like 
that's an important verse. And then even the second verse, and this is something that I think is finally, I feel like, starting to kind of die out. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the young artists that I'm meeting aren't drugged out of their minds. Exactly. But exactly. for like two or three years, bro, like 2017, 2018, last year, like, it's it was rough because yeah. everybody we would have come by the radio station would be fucking high as fuck. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. And not understanding the damage, like, and that's why to me that that song, like I said, is uh, to me the most important record on the on the project because it's like not only is is this industry affecting like the quote unquote street niggas that come in and and how they are with drugs and stuff like that too, um, but that's the reason why even though he's so loved and I love him too, you know, rest in peace, Mac Miller. That's why I mentioned his name was because... Yeah, I heard yeah. you mention his name. I, I wonder if you're going to catch some flack for that. Yeah, and, and, and I might, but at the at the end of the day, like, I pride myself on being, like, one of the mo- more honest artists out here. And um, I love Mac Miller. And, oh, and for sure. And it's, it's, a, it's a tragedy what happened. But the reason why I mentioned his name was to show the industry, like, it's for the people that's going to say, well... It's just these artists that are affected by it. The ones that come not. from the street, and it's, it's not. It's, it's this not is a, just the little. It's not just the, the little. This is a great kid. No, that Mac like, Miller was like one of the greats. He was like one of the greats, Artistic and a great kid, and a, a, a great guy, and yeah. a nice guy in this industry. In my opinion, you know what I mean. Destroyed him. And it's they not put, just the young boys. It's not just yeah. the young boys, and that was the reason why I did it. I was like, you know, there's a chance that I could catch some flack, but I feel like this is so important for people to understand is that like it's not just the littles. It's like this industry affects everybody especially the 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 kids that are stars young like mac miller has been in this shit since he was like eight you know what i mean so it's like when you grow up in this industry you almost don't even have a shot unless we start changing how we approach kids like these are kids bro you know what i mean and we're putting certain things in front of their face and expecting them you know how are you as a 15 year old gonna be in the studio with one of your idols and he offer you a blunt and not hit the blunt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's yeah, so, for sure. it's like, we got to start taking more accountability. Or like, if you're in, yeah. Or, and like you said, I mean, weed is one thing, but like, how are you going to be in the studio with whoever? And let's say they got Zans or they're sniffing lines. Like, bro. And these are your idols. You're like, yeah. I don't want to look like the guy that's like, you know what I mean? Like, of it's course. the running joke. Like, oh, Snoop passed me a blunt. I don't smoke, but Snoop passed me a blunt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, I've thing. been, I've done that. <laughs> but I do smoke. Yeah. But yeah. I also like, yeah, I'm like Snoop passes you Snoop the blunt. Snoop passes you the blunt. Like, how are you? What not? are you gonna do? Exactly. Willie like, Nelson <laughs> passes you the blunt. You know what I'm saying? There's certain people, but Don't but it's say. like, yeah, I think that you know, I've been I've been kind of you know, shout out to Future. He's one of my favorite artists, but mm. I was kind of critical of him pretty heavily when it yeah. came to like just the narrative he was pushing, and he's living his truth through his music. But I just think that there was just an air of, and it's still going on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I just feel like there's this whole wave of kids that were just influenced by. By like that, that kind of shit. Like I think, I think you know, the fact like "Mask Off" was such a big song. Mm-hmm. That is right. And the whole hook is about mm-hmm. Percocet, Molly Percocet. Perc- like, fuck. Exactly, it was the number bro. one record. I got That's, the plaque right yeah, there. This shit is black. <laughs> That's the plaque. That it's shit four is times playing. Platinum. Yeah, it's playing. 20,000 times a day. On the radio, yeah, on the bro. radio, bro. And they're not bleeping out they're Percocet, not... Molly Percocet. They're not bleeping it out. Yeah, Bruh. exactly. And that's my whole thing is like, like for me, it's like, you know, I, I never I never mind catching flack if it's something that I stand on and it's in my morals. You get what I'm saying? Like, and that's not to say that I'm perfect because, you know, there's times that I rap about, you know what I mean, smoking or drinking or whatever right. in case I may be because I do it. But I also tell the other sides of the story as well. And that's all I say for people is like, you know, everybody live your truth. You know what I mean? But understand that like when you when you're given money and fame and all this stuff, like you still hold a certain level of responsibility. And if it's artists that I 
am genuinely enjoy and am a fan of, I'm always going to hold you accountable regardless. And that doesn't mean that I don't like you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It just means that I'm holding you accountable because you're in a position that, you know, you are a role model to somebody. You know what I mean? And if your fans, if I catch flack for it and your fans, you know, feel some type of way about it, I'm okay with it if it's something that I morally stand on. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, also on the project, um, you talk about losing losing a child. Yeah. The issue yeah. of, you know, mm -hmm. abortion. I think that's mm -hmm. something that... I, I never personally went through, but I know, you know, a lot a lot of people have. Yeah, yeah. And I, I haven't really heard anybody really dive into that issue on record since, like, there was a comment in Lauryn Hill record when I was a kid that was, like, crazy. But um, yeah. why was that important to address? Because I feel like that's something that, you know, <clears throat> man, that's a deep issue to dive into, bro. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, it, it's funny. I, as a defense mechanism, I do this thing where when I go through stuff that bothers me, I just kind of forget about it. And so um, writing about it was actually like the first time I even talked about it. Like I didn't even tell my brother as close as we are that that happened uh, just because I just kind of wanted to forget about it. And um, unfortunately, it was in a situation where there wasn't a lot of love in that situation. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, was the person that, you know, didn't didn't necessarily like like tell her to do it, but at the same time was definitely like a guy trying to lead her. Like this is going to mess up my life or whatever the case may be. And, um, um, I regretted it not because I wanted a kid at the time, but just because of the fact that, you know, this is something that is so sacred to a woman yeah. and a woman should be able to have that. You know what I mean? Which she still ultimately had that choice, but I was being guiding. And so that's why I talk about it in the record to hold myself accountable and say, like, I need to grow up. Like that's, that's childish to have that mindset. That's childish to, to be that way and to think that way. You know what I mean? And so how long ago was that? Um, that was probably like, shit, like two and a half years ago. Oh shit. Like that. Yeah. Pretty yeah, recent. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, it was just like, you know, I, I wanted to, hold myself accountable for that and and speak about it. And just for anybody else that's in that situation to know, like, you know, men have to be men and you you make the bed, you got to lie in it. You know what I mean? And it should be her choice. And if she wants to do that, then cool. If she doesn't want to do it, then cool. But it should always be their choice. You get what I'm saying? So I wanted to hold myself accountable on that. Yeah, no, I think that that's some real shit. Like, I think that, you know, if you're like, uh, like you got in your narrative, like, hey, look, we, yeah. we don't fuck with each other like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know what I mean? And sometimes, I, like, <laughs> you're pretty much saying, like, look, I ain't really going to be around like that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, 100%. And then that kind of influences her decision. And, you know, as opposed to just being like, hey, it's on you. It's Whatever on you, you want to do, I'm, I'm here. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know where we are. Like, she doesn't need you to remind you mind you of where you you guys are. You get what I'm saying? Right. So that's my whole thing. It's like, you know, y'all can have a, a completely have an adult conversation about what the circumstances are and all of that, I think that that part should always be had, you know what I mean? But it shouldn't be a guiding conversation, you know what I mean? It should be just a conversation around where we are, you know, money, situation, love, everything. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, ultimately she you makes make your decision. Listen, you make your decision. Yeah. Um, how did uh, the Showstop record come together with the Kendrick uh we call them ad libs, yeah, or, yeah kind of like, like ad libs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was like uh, shout out rock. I kind of took his swag on that. I saw wind going crazy. I was like, I need some, I need some ad libs, man. Right, for, right, for. right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah. Shout out J Rock. Yeah. But no, like, how, how did uh, like, w did you just grab those vocals from like a session, or did he come in and do? <laughs> nah, because I actually, yeah, that sounded like the the the. 
the the record from um the the, the Black Panther soundtrack he did with yeah, Travis yeah. was it off of that? Like, uh, not the ideas were birthed though from that and when it was birthed from those records. Okay. And, uh, I had Showstop already, and we were already talking about it being a single. And I was trying to get a verse. I'm not gonna lie. I of was course, to, yeah, exactly. Of course, of course. like I'm, I'm a swing for the fences. I was trying to get a verse, um, but I started to slowly realize in the conversation that ad libs are more reasonable. You get what I'm saying? And uh, it's funny because fans be giving me slack. They be like, "Oh, Kendrick's on." Oh, he just oh, did the ad libs. I'm like, nigga, it took me six months to get these ad libs. Like, y'all better yeah. enjoy these ad libs. Like, it Yo, took man. me a long time to get those ad libs from Dot. You know what I mean? Like, to a point to where I thought they weren't coming. Um, and it's funny because even when he did the ad libs, he did a whole track of them, and I still like we're like taking some and plugging them in different places and stuff like that. Cause he hit me and he was like, you know, like I did the ad libs, but it feels a little crowded. And then when I sent him the record back, you know, we plugged them in certain places. He was like, okay, cool. That feels more natural or whatever. Cause he, even when he sent them to me, he didn't really like how it sounded. So mm. he wasn't going to want it to come out that way. You know what I mean? And so I had to rearrange them and make it feel like a record. And then, uh, you know, he gave me his blessing on it, but yeah, shout out to Doc. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause you would think like coming to TDE, like, I feel like fans expect you to just get the automatic Kendrick record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think feel like just, that's happened for a while. Man, like, they think it's <laughs> like, like, and that's what I tell fans, like, y'all think it's it just like... It hasn't been like that for a very yeah, long time. They think it's like a TD castle, you walk yeah, in, like and then you, you just in. get records from everybody. Yeah, I'm like, like yo, bro... you want the Q feature? You want bro, the one you like, need. it was hard to get the Q like feature. Like, you're picking off of a fucking menu or something. Bro, like, it's Q hard record to, is crazy, though. Yeah, thank you. Did he make you play golf with him first? He did not make me play. I'm glad he didn't, because I'm horrible in golf. But, nah, that was actually one of the ones that... Um, my manager Keem, uh, he also manages Q, and so he pitched it to him. And uh, but I didn't, I wasn't sure if he was gonna do it. You know what I mean? But uh, he came through and he killed that shit though. Q hey, I fuck crazy. with Q, man, because Q will all like it don't matter if you're major. Like if he fucks with you, like yeah, he'll do yeah, the verse exactly. And if he's like in that headspace, like I like Q because it's like that one thing. If he fucks with you, he'll do the verse. And then also like if Q is working, like he's working, and you know Dog, what I mean? for and sure. Like you'll have like yeah. I, I remember I had I was listening to like like. Burner Styles P album mm -hmm. and that fool was on there and I'm like man that's why I accused the realist because he'll tap in with whoever like yeah. I know him and Freddie got some shit on the way that I just heard that's crazy oh but yeah I'm already knowing that's probably crazy super yeah. crazy yeah. but yeah. I need yeah. to get Freddie on some shit shout out to Freddie Freddie is hard bro we'll make it yeah. happen man yeah no a thousand percent I definitely need to do that yeah um all right, so the album comes out. Well, it's out. let's just we're gonna drop this on Friday, so this okay, will be you. a nice. So, so the album is out. Okay, so the album's out. Yeah, the album is yeah, out. Go listen to New Beginners right now. <laughs> <laughs> can we? Hey, okay, so can we? Can we talk about the Logic lines? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's um, yeah. I've known Logic for a very long time. Uh, -huh. uh I don't take him as a culture vulture. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, I'm a, a white man in hip hop, so <laughs> you know you could yeah. think what you want about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I kind of have known dude since about 2013 mm -hmm. and you know i know him as like a hardcore hip-hop fan like yeah. that's how me and him connected was mm -hmm. through conversations about like equimini and uh -huh. you know just just a lot of rap shit <clears throat> yeah um he seems like i mean he's a very disliked guy the last five or six years but mm -hmm. but what what is um what what's the issue with logic and why why did he get that those, those bars? Well, well for me it's it's funny because that's the misunderstanding of the line and I learned a good lesson on that. I learned two lessons: timing, uh, as far as reading the room, and also like if you're gonna say something, you you need to kind of go in a little bit more detail. When I rap, I just kind of rap about what I'm mm -hmm. feeling at the time. So uh, I too have loved logic since like like damn near 2010, and um kind of going off what we said earlier, like, if I'm a fan of you, I hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. A lot of fans thought that I was saying he's a culture vulture of hip-hop. That's not what I was talking about. Ah. You get what I'm saying? And so um, 
from a hip hop standpoint, you can't talk about the last 10 years of hip hop without talking about logic. Like he's, he's in that category. You know, he's not as big as Kendrick and them, but he's in that category. Yeah. But though. You, yeah, uh, yeah. respect on his name. Yeah, man. No, a thousand percent, yeah. Yeah. no, a thousand percent. So what I was speaking about was the fact that logic is a black man and a uh, logic is a, uh, somebody that has talked about black pl plight, black struggle. That's what he talked about on his come up. And then when he got to a certain album, um, I think it was everybody. Um, and he touched on a lot of issues that was going on in America, suicide, transgenders, gays, everybody. And I personally felt like he didn't touch on black lives matter enough. So when I said the line about the culture, I just meant black culture is what got you to the point that you're at. So when you're at the top of your platform mm -hmm. where now you're ready to explode to the world and have this huge artist like talk about us too. And that's what I meant by that. And um, that just comes from my passion for black culture in general and black lives and what's going on with yeah. black people and stuff like that. Well, that I mean, it, that's yeah, fair. it came from that perspective. You know what I'm saying? It had nothing to do with hip hop. It had nothing to do with records or rapping and nothing like that. Like I'm a logic fan, but like I said earlier, like I, I hold people accountable. I would never want somebody I would want somebody to do the same thing with me. If I get to a certain platform and now I'm about to have that album that explodes, it's like you still got to remember why you're doing this, which is to, you know, bring awareness, you know what I mean, to people and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I actually was not a fan of that album. That's probably. Uh, and that was exactly. I think a lot of people that were hardcore Logic fans weren't. Yeah, that big of a yeah. Fan of Honestly, that like this last album that just dropped is incredible. Was the last album, like the first album I fucked with. Since his second album, the yeah. incredible journey or mm -hmm. true, whatever, true story one. Yeah. No pressure is incredible. No yeah. pressure is fire. It's but fire. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that like, I don't know, man. I just think that, you know, I think that's a fair criticism. Um, You know, I think that album, everybody was like, I think he was dealing with a lot of the biracial shit. He's probably mentally. Yeah. I think through. that he was just probably having I, a lot. Of, people don't know my logic is black. Yeah. No, a thousand which percent. Is crazy. I think he was probably having a lot of meetings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I don't want to speculate too much, but I think that people were telling him like, this is what you have to do to get to the next, to the next level. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and that's my, my whole thing is, you know, I'm just, if I'm a fan of you, you know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm like I said, I'm one of the more honest artists in this shit. I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't have the goals like everybody else has to be the the greatest of all time because I don't believe that exists. Like yeah. in 10 years, there's going to be somebody that's going to tell you NBA Young Boy is better than Kendrick. It's going to happen. Like, so there, it's listen, so, there is an entire already, yeah. <laughs> generation of <laughs> hip hop fans right now that it's, will tell you that's, that. That's with a, a straight face. Exactly. So for me, it's like, I just want to make impact and I want to, I want to broker honest conversations and try to make an impact to where people, you know, elevate their their honesty their accountability their responsibility whatever the case may be and so but like i said i'm not going to escape my accountability in it i didn't read the room you know logic when i wrote it he wasn't retired he's retired now he's trying to do his own thing you know what i mean and so that is something that if i could go back i wouldn't i just wouldn't say the line out there because it's like let him do his thing you know what i mean yeah. and so it would be a conversation that if i ever met him i would have with him personally still but um um i wouldn't necessarily put it out you get what i'm saying for the record i don't think there's a chance in hell he doesn't know who you are like he said oh no he definitely knows he but, knows, but i like i like the it's like bro you're a, you're a hip-hop stand and yeah. this is top dog entertainment yeah, yeah exactly you know so, and he's a yeah. kendrick stand exactly like, exactly you know so, you know yeah. Reason is. yeah but yeah shout out to logic though like his career musically like i'd be lucky if i was able to reach that level you oh know for sure i just I, i'm glad you made that clear because like yeah. like you know, a lot of people took it from a hip hop standpoint, which I can't blame them. And it's funny because when it dropped, I'm like, oh, damn, it does sound like I'm saying that. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, it does sound like. Yeah, because I saying. was thinking like, you know, like, yeah, I know Logic is like 
a real hip hop head. Like this yeah, guy, you know, yeah. he works with no ID. That's and a fact. Like he's, that's a you fact. Know. Nah, you can't, you can't, and that's what I'm saying. Like you can't say Logic isn't a hip hop guy, and that's not what I was saying. But you know, uh, no, no, I, I, I understand. Yeah. I understand why, I understand why you reality. said that though. Yeah, I think that what's going on right now, man, is is very important. Like that's why I tell everybody, like, you know, if you're let alone just the normal citizen who has empathy and mm-hmm. and and gives a fuck about your neighbor or just you know it, it's hard to get people to care about shit that doesn't directly affect them mm-hmm. but specifically if you are a part of any sort of black culture and i mean that as far as you know you could be a, a radio personality you could be somebody who does YouTube shit, you could be whatever. But if you're benefiting off the back of black culture, like, bro, I've literally made my entire career mm-hmm. off of black music. That's my whole life revolves yeah. around yeah. black culture yeah. since I was 15, 16, <clears throat> really since I was like 12. Yeah. yeah. Even earlier, you know, but like, you know, I had a very interesting upbringing. Like I was raised in a house where my best friend was black and his grandma lived with me and his sister lived with me when I was mm-hmm. a kid, you know? So like, it, it frustrates me so much to see almost like you just said with the logic thing. Now logic, obviously African-American man. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a little different, but it frustrates me to be like, yo, how are you like talking in and out of Drake songs every day on the radio and like afraid to fuck up your social media stuff. No, and it's crazy because you posted a video on Instagram talking about that. And um, I, I got a lot of respect for you for when you said that. You know what I mean? I saw your Instagram post when yeah. you said that. You know, like, you know, every day you're talking in and out of Drake songs and, and black culture. You're going to clubs and playing black music. You're There's black people there. These are the people that are literally affording you your life. And then when something happens, you don't it's speak. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're like in for when it's convenient. Exactly. It's like you're tiptoeing in and out of the fucking, cl- like, bro, like, but when it, when shit hits the fan, like, you gotta, like, you gotta scream at the top of your lungs. Exactly. And shout out to Jack Harlow, because uh, I even hit him up and reached He's out to best, him because uh, he was, he was front line when that for shit sure. was going on. He was marching every single day, posting shit every single day, uh, speaking at pep rallies and stuff like that. Like, like I feel like I, I fuck with that. And like I always say, I always, you know, play the other side of the fence and, and have accountability um, to the black people because Eminem did this shit on the BT Awards where he made like a freestyle. And they shitted on him. And they shitted on him. Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, black people have to stop doing that as well. It's like when, when there are white people that want to join this side, you know, you and that, can't. And that was before. I that, mean, was, that was two, yeah, year, two yeah, years ago. Exactly. That was yeah. like two, three years ago. And I feel like I thought it was dope. I was I like, it was dope this too. is the biggest white artist from a rap standpoint in the world. He's always been on this side of the fence. It's not like he's Every, doing this for, yeah. like, he's always been on this side of the fence. And then we kind of shitted on him. You know, I'm going to always hold my people accountable too and say, like, that's not cool. You know what I mean? Like, Eminem is somebody that has been on our side of the culture. You know, we have to tackle this shit together if we're going to be able to make leeway, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think too, like someone like him, you know, like he's got fans a hundred percent that are racist. Yeah. And he put that on the line. Like if you are racist, don't, yeah, like, don't support me. Don't there, fuck with me. I, there's something cause, cause like I'm real close with a, a rapper named Ritz. Who's a white dude. Okay. Um, That's actually hilarious by the way. Yeah. He's fi- <laughs> he's fired. Super. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. I got to check. Him uh, out. And, and like, you know, you know, uh, I got a boy named Jelly Roll and like, a lot of time, even like Tech Nine, like is my mm-hmm. boy, and yeah. like I've done a lot of stuff with Strange Music and that, just that world, yeah. And that world is mostly white fans, yeah, yeah. And a lot of them are racist, bro. That's crazy. There's a lot of Tech Nine fans that are racist as fuck. That's insane, bro. Like That's straight insane. up, and like, and and Tech will tell you that too. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure. 
Um, now he, you know, he's got an incredible following, yeah. but there's like a real faction of hip hop fans that just, that are real, like MAGA ass motherfuckers, bro. And yeah, it's bro. like, it's, it's very disappointing, but like you said about <clears throat> the Eminem thing, like he might piss off a huge part of his fan base mm -hmm. by saying something, but what he might also do is even if it's a thousand people who mm -hmm. hear that freestyle yeah, and yeah. it teaches them something exactly. and then they go Google it and then they're like, uh, like <clears throat> they, they become more educated about the situation where they change their stance on shit. Like Eminem influences people. No, that's a thought. And they might be people who drink Mount Monster Energy and, <laughs> and have, you know, Fox Racing cargo yeah. shorts, but, <laughs> but I'm saying like he can reach people like, he, and, and there's going to be, a, there's going to be parts of the of his fan base and just anyone anyone in the country yeah. that just aren't that they're just this is where they are they're not gonna budge yeah i think it's about 30 and 30 i think it's 30 percent over here 30 percent over there but that last you know 40 percent that's in the middle you know you fight for those you yeah. get what i'm saying and and even more importantly there might be other white celebrities that wanted to say something and were about to say something and then saw eminem get killed and stepped back and so that's another reason why i feel like you know we can't do that is because you know that's those could have it could have been other artists or celebrities or whatever that wanted to say something to stand with us and it's like we take a step back by killing them because they might be well shit like M just jumped out the window and they went crazy like, hell, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill back you know what I mean and not say nothing and it's like we need every single voice that we can get you know yeah, what I mean sure. and trying to change it you know what I mean so yeah that's how I feel what do you think um if someone's watching this and they're like kind of just unsure of the things that they could probably do to you know for me like i was one of those guys who was like you know and i've been you know anytime there's i, I mean you know i grew up like i said my best friend rams is best man at my wedding like yeah. we would we would be riding around in his neon when i was like 14. <laughs> he was older than me and we get pulled over and this fool would get yanked out the car That's put on the curb yeah. And then they would be interrogating me like, why are we hanging out? Why why are you hanging out with this like older black kid, yeah. you know? And so it's always been something close to my heart. But like, for me, it's like, okay, like, I want to put my money where my mouth is. But I didn't know where to where to donate. Because, yeah. you know, you never yeah. know, like, with so many of these. No, that's real. It's like, it's, it's so agenda like yeah push. so i yeah. just call killer mike yeah. anytime i got any sort of questions about that <laughs> that's I, a good person to call i call killer mike i say hey man i really want to post i want to donate some money and i want to shed a light on some charities like who, just tell me what, yeah, what tell exactly. me what to do yeah he's a good leader in this shit yeah and he, he's like yo there's you know this 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 cool you know what i'm saying and then obviously you know protesting and i think i might have caught i might have caught the ronin when i was out protesting <laughs> i might have that might have been where i got it but um but i do think that there's like like is I know that a lot of people get shit for being social media, mm -hmm. you know, like quote unquote, like oh you're doing this for the gram or whatever the case. And there's a be. lot of that. Yeah, yeah but I yeah. do think either way, it's you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah. I think the black square shit was kind of corny to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I feel like um, it's like looking back. Yeah, look, looking back on it, I was like, uh, you know, that didn't really help. Um, but I think it's a growing process, and uh, like I, I have because I, I worked at a um, I worked at a corporate company. Um, before I got signed, that's where I was working at. So I had a lot of white coworkers and friends still. And uh, some of them even reached out to me and was like, you know, what do we do? And for me, I just think that the biggest thing that you can do in the day-to-day -day life is to just try to understand what's going on and, and do your research and empathize with it and, you know, hold other people accountable. Like, I think that that's the bare minimum that you can do because 
people that are of that world that are naive, quote unquote, like you're not naive, you grew up in this black culture, but there's other people that are naive because they didn't grow up here, but they do, they are humans and they feel for us now because they're aware. So I tell them like all the people that are in your circle, you just have to hold them accountable. When y'all yeah. are having these conversations and stuff like that, like you can't be afraid to speak up to them because that's your quote unquote friend or whatever. I like to call, be. there's like these white people conversations that happen where there's no other races around. Exactly. And then that's when you really find out like, that's a fact, whether it's people you work with uh -huh. or you might be at a uh -huh. fucking liquor store uh -huh. or something. <laughs> Not as real. And somebody in line might say some slick shit to you because you're another white guy. Exactly. And they think that like, oh, it's all cool. Like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Like, bro, yeah. like what? Yeah. Bro, what? <laughs> and those are the conversations that I feel like Everybody yeah, that asks like, you, to be like, you gotta, no, like that's not okay. That's not cool. Like, you know what I mean? And those <laughs> the are the conversations you? that you got to hold yeah. people accountable, you know, at the bare, bare minimum. Um, and then, you know, if you want to go that extra mile, you know, you do do your research. I, I advise Stay everybody. Stay off of Facebook, too, please. <laughs> that place is the fucking cesspool yeah. of the internet. Nah, it's, it's, it's the worst. It's up there with Twitter. Twitter, I think, is like, Twitter's no, like Facebook hell. is where, like, the memes and like the fake news story, bro. When I my mom has hit me with so much crazy shit. Like, <laughs> is this true? And I'm like, mom, <laughs> did you see that on Facebook? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Like, well, listen. Then no. Yeah. Then no. It's Get not, the it's fuck not, off of Facebook. It's probably mom. not true. Please. No, that's a fact. <laughs> there. By the way, shout out to Kendrick. Mm. Uh, I, I, I gotta address the whole the, the rumor of him leaving TDE. He yeah. put that to bed today. Yeah, I about to say you see the video with the yeah. blues clues. Okay, yeah, that stuffed shit was animal. It was hilarious, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no, I thought it was really really funny, and I think yeah. that like. You know, I hope he's putting out some music soon. Um, yeah. But is it is it kind of like the gift and and the curse of the TDE thing? Because any sort of like like Kendrick is like you know I I put him top five ever. Yeah, yeah. That's I nice. always tell people because there's like OG hip hop fans that tell me I'm crazy, but I'm like, yo, you're gonna put Biggie in the top five, <coughs> which is fair, mm -hmm. off of two albums. Yeah, exactly. But Kendrick got yeah. Three yeah. classics. That's a fact. That's a fact. And we're not talking about Section 80. Yeah, yeah. Or the, the mm -hmm. Kendrick Lamar EP. Yeah, exactly. No. Or, or, you know, even Untitled, you yeah, know, but we're, like exactly. we're just talking about his three official. Yeah, yeah. Good Kid, the Butterfly, and a uh, Damn. Yeah. Section yeah. 80's up there with that with those records. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, but, but um, yeah, I just feel like everywhere you're going to go, yeah. you're going to get Kendrick questions. Is that no, kind of like. percent. Um, it's funny because I was just talking to, uh, to Punch about this the other day. Um, I don't think that there's been an artist that's been in my position as far as like the amount of pressure. And what I mean by that is that, you know, I'm the first artist that has to be broken without Dave Free being around. He mm -hmm. hasn't been involved in any part of my career. And that's not a shot at him. He just left oh, when sure. I was coming in. Yeah. So that's timing. Um, there hasn't been an artist, a new artist to drop when the thirst level of the bigger artist has been this high. You know what I mean? I can't, yeah, it's been it, three years. It's been three years. And, and it's been four for Zay and it's been like three for SZA. It's been like two for, for Rock. Uh, two and a half. We got Q or, last year. Yeah. Earlier, was it Q? Early, early last year. No, so like, yeah, yeah like, year. A, like a year and a half yeah. ago. You get what I'm saying? So for all the bigger artists, uh, there's never been a younger artist to drop when there's been that thirst level that high. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm in a position where I have to make people care. I have to do the creative direction without Dave. And everybody just wants a dot album. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm definitely under like the most pressure that um, any TD artist has been under. But at the same time, um, I always try to look at pros and cons in every situation instead of saying, what was me? And the pro is that like all eyes are on me. You know what I mean? And I know that there's going to be a lot of fans that's just like, 
the old reason dropping cool he's out the way uh you know like where's the next album or whatever but there are going to be those handful of fans that still go listen because you know it's still td yeah. and i think that this project is strong to where they're going to know you know what i mean that like oh this dude is not just like another dude that's just dropping like this is a very very strong project so that's what i'm looking forward to what's your uh you know i know you got isaiah on the album yeah. and uh I've been waiting for, like you said, man. Yeah. I think he's one, one of the greats. Mm -hmm. I think he's somebody who don't get enough. Uh, I mean, I also, he hasn't put an album out. In <laughs> yeah, exactly. Point. It's like, like to, to the other side of it. Yeah. But what's your relationship like with him? Um, you know, I think, like I said, there was, there was just, there's just been so many rumors about his career. And like, yeah. you know, I know he's still on the label. I think for a while there, there was like some speculation that he might've not been on the label but yeah, like what, yeah. what, what's y'all's relationship and dynamic uh, we have a great relationship and uh shout out to zay um me and zay are around the same age and and i appreciate zay because he's been through a lot of shit that i'm still going through right and, and um he holds me accountable um without going into detail he called me and held me accountable about the logic shit just about like bro read the room you know what i mean like not necessarily um getting on me about what i said but just like why you know what i mean and so you know there were things that he said that i agree with there was things that he said right. that i didn't agree with right, but right. at the end of the day i love anybody that will call me that cares about me and hold you accountable because that is a tough conversation to have with anybody that you love you know what i mean and so those are the kind it, of people you want around you those are the kind of people you want around you 100 percent. and so you know i fuck with zay we have a great relationship i tell people all the time zay is a lunatic and that's part of the re you know part of the delays in his music as well is that he's fucking crazy like zay he's he's very very detailed about his music. He cares about it a lot. He cares about his music a lot, a lot. He's very connected to it. And so, you know, until it's where he wants it to be in the records that he wants and him and Top get on the same page about that, uh, because it has to be records that he loves and is connected to, and it also has to be records that Top, you know, believes can elevate his you know, his status. His status. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that takes a minute sometimes and it's definitely a push and pull thing because Top is probably the hardest critic of music that I've oh, ever I've heard, fucking I've met. Heard, yeah, heard, it's, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but shout out to Zay though. I don't think that people have to wait much longer though. Dope. Don't. Um, where, where, will there be a continuation of the storyline of Lambo Truck? <laughs> like you and Kaz like might do a part yeah. two or something? Like, uh, there's a, we, we've talked about it because we're working on a project and, um, See, so there's going to be a you and Kaz are there, working yeah, on a joint project. There, there will be a we're, we're working on it. We're actually almost done. Um, I'll it's take, not going to be like the Kendrick Cole album. No, it's not going to okay. be like that. Yeah, and it's I told actually I, come out. Me and Kaz talked about that. I said, bro, we're going to do this. Like, I don't want it. Like I said, I came in this shit as a fan. I never want to do to fans what other artists have done that's frustrating because I've been a fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I told Kaz, like, if we're going to put this shit out there and talk about it on the internet, like... It's got to come out. It's got to come out. And I was like, and even if the labels don't agree, then we got to just, like, leak it and we just got to both take it on the chin from the, like, and I put can. it on SoundCloud. I don't like, know how it got, I don't know how it got out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is, but it has to come out. You know what I mean? Like, and so that's, that's how I feel about it. But, uh, nah, um, it, it would have been done by now, but I was really just tying up this project. It was really, like, um... I forgot how long it and how many hours it takes to send videos and I mean to do videos and get content together and, yeah. and all of that shit. And so I had to kind of back out. We were having sessions and I had to kind of back out of those sessions for a minute to get my shit tied up. Uh, but shout out to him. How we many just, records in do you guys? Or, or we probably got like eight right now. We're trying to do, make sure the project is only like seven records, but we want to make like 15 and then pick the strongest pick the best ones. ones. Yeah. So I actually just had a phone call with him last night because I sent him two joints that I did. 
And um, I was like, you know, like I'm I'm back working again. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm back working again. So like, let's get cooking. And he was like, thank God, because <laughs> like I just been missing as far as like the process of it. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll probably wrap that up like within the next month, month and a half. What is uh? Do you remember what Top's reaction was to that song originally when you heard Cause's portion? Of it? <laughs> Top called me and said, he said, "Nigga, <laughs> Top is crazy." He said, "Yeah, I heard you was Robin Cole. Tell Cause remember it's just a song." <laughs> <laughs> said just tell him make sure he remembers it's just a song bro don't 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 come over it's not where you want to come over here with that i do think it's dope though that you guys are going to do that project together because i do feel like uh no matter what dreamville and tde are going to always be they're they're the integrity yeah in hip-hop when it comes to creatively like the artists that y'all like that everyone signs like I feel like that there's two constants when it comes to integrity. Like, you know, you're going to get a certain level of music or yeah. quality when you, you know, when it comes to those two camps. Yeah. Yeah. And just Cole and Kendrick kind of having a, a simultaneous come up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's been like right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because Cole was on the freshman cover year after Kendrick was on the freshman exactly. cover. Exactly. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Mean? And then it's like, you know, uh, uh, I think Dot dropped or, or uh, Cole dropped Sideline Story and then Dot dropped Good Kid Mad City. And then, you know, Cole well, dropped. Shit, yeah. Um, uh, what was the record on Section Eighty that J Cole produced? The big one. Oh yeah, uh, shit. I'm, Why can't I'm I think blanking. Of it? I used to play um, it on the air all the time. Yeah. Uh, damn. Was but it? Cole, yeah. Cole was produced? it High Power? High Power. Think, yeah. High Power. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. High Power. Yeah. High Cole power. produced that. Batman. Yeah. Yo, yo. You should get some Cole beats, Reason. Bro, I'd hit him up for some. Like, I'm like, oh, like, what are you? But he's working on this album. But I'm like, my nigga, I know there's records that you're not. He's got using. beats sitting I'm on like, the hard drive. I know drive. that there's records that you're not using, bro. He's actually a super, super fire producer oh, he's as incredible. well you know what i mean like nah cole is a dope human people being. people be forgetting that shit when cole first came out like he was low-key like producing for other artists a little bit a thousand percent a yeah, thousand percent you know what i mean and, and birthing ideas you know what i mean as far as like from a writing perspective not necessarily writing but just birthing ideas yeah. you know i tell people those are the best producers to me are the ones shout out cal banks he does this and that's why i love working with him but like as an artist, it's hard to keep coming up with new ideas, but the producers that make beats and then kind of give you ideas of cadences and yeah. melodies and stuff like that, like those are the that's dopest. Pro well, producers. that's producing. That is producing. That like, shit is beat making. It's just beat making. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, which is no offense to that if you are a beat maker. No, Shout out to you. But it's like there's a difference between a producer yeah. and a beat maker. And I tell people that too. It's like, you know, there's there's some producers that don't make beats, but they produce. Like, shout out to Diddy. Like, he was one of those people. He didn't make beats. But he'd be but in the room. He'd be like, in the room, like, yeah, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, let's do this, let's do that. And that's an important thing as well. You get what I'm saying? So, so yeah, yeah, nah. Um, I, I, I was a, f well, not was, I am a fan, and I, I always wanted that project though, and you know, I just wish that like the world would have got it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, man. And that's another thing that I'm, I'm pushing too was like this relationship with Dreamville and TDE to just come a little closer. Um, I was the only artist that was on the Revenge album. You know what I mean? And I was proud of that. Me and JID, I took a pay cut to go on that tour because I felt like it was important for the culture, not for, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Top still didn't, you know what I mean, feel, because he's a businessman. Like that don't make sense. But I took a pay cut because I felt like it was important. And me and Kaz making this project to me is important. And I just feel like it's important for our two labels to grow a relationship. And, you know, we're always going to have friendly competition. Yeah. But at the same time, we do need to grow a little bit closer of a relationship. No, I think it's dope. Like, I remember as a kid, the Rough Riders and Cash Money going on tour together. Yeah. Yeah, you know there was shit like that going on that like that shit is iconic, like, and I feel yeah. like that shit is kind of missing. Like you said, like I the agree. fact you went on tour with with JID, a super fire. I just feel like that that kind of like, you know, like a SZA fucking Ari Lennox tour bro, would, would be, be so crazy. Would be so crazy, bro. Even like how they do Dreamville Fest. I'm like, if and we did the championship tour. I'm like, 
if TDE and Dreamville did a tour, bro, It'd it, be it would be literally insane, bro. Like it was like, and, and on, from a business perspective, there's so much money that can be made. What showed me that was uh, Days in Vegas. Did you go to Days in Vegas? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah like. Bro, that shit was the most lit festival I've ever performed at because you yeah. had hip hop fans at a festival going crazy, and they don't get the opportunity to go to festivals and I, see I, their, I, their favorite yeah, artists I, like that. I, I thought that the lineup was epic. I, def, I, I the execution of the festival was yeah. The, the execution of the festival was like a little a little shaky. I but. also was fucking blown out of my mind <laughs> for like three days straight at that yeah. tour, like yeah. high as fuck and. Yeah, I was on mushrooms and shit. And <laughs> it was a great, it was a great, I enjoyed, like you said, like. The music on Friday music? and Sunday, the Friday yeah. was Dreamville, Sunday was TDE. The fact each, the, each camp had their uh, own day. That shit was so hard, bro. It then was Kendrick so came out in a cowboy hat and <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and people didn't think it was He him. looked like the fucking, the, 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 the monster in Jeepers Creepers. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Is that but like, Kendrick? But like, imagine if like, we had more songs together and if on both days you were getting like, both, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cause when me and Kaz did Lambo Truck there, it went crazy. crazy. It went crazy. And I'm like, bro, if, if everybody on the labels had different records with each other, like, and we were like doing shit on you each other. You guys should do like, like it would have been stupid. Five dates. I agree. Yeah, just like pick the biggest cities. You or know what it is though? Those where it becomes tough is and and the I think the only reason something like that won't happen or why it might not happen is deciding who goes last. Yeah. And that's and that's to me, that's what kills so many moments in hip hop is the that part of it yeah. is like who goes last who what what label is the bigger you would you know kind of almost like, like yeah. Kendrick and Cole would almost like when I saw the the Drake and Lil Wayne tour when they were going back and forth uh -huh. the shit was kind of fly yeah I mean obviously Drake's gonna go last if anyone's gonna go exactly, last yeah. but with, with with Cole and Kendrick it's it's there's really no definitive way to pick that. Except but what for, I think they should what, do. Hey, yo, we're in LA. Yeah. Kendrick's going to go last. Uh -huh, a thousand percent. We're going to do Atlanta. I don't know. Maybe you do. Well, that's, maybe that's, you what, do that's what I was going to say. Like, cause I've had conversations with my homies about this, just spitballing and talking shit. I feel like they should just divide the country in half. And like, yo, I'm going to take, take the East coast. Yeah. You take the West coast. You know what I'm saying? When we on the West, you go last. When we on the East, I yeah, go last. Do like just, LA, San Francisco, Charlotte, uh -huh. Atlanta, New York. Yep, exactly. And call it a day. You get what I'm saying? Like, and I, I feel like if they did that. And maybe Texas like, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And three I and like, three, mm -hmm, three and three. And just, you know, dot go last over here. Cole go last over there. That's what Eminem and, and Jay-Z did. They I did, didn't even know they did that. They did. They did two shows. They did Detroit, That's crazy. yeah, in New York, and they did New York and Detroit. They did the baseball stadium or whatever the big mm -hmm. stadium is, and then in New York they did Yankee Stadium. That's fine. I had no idea that that happened. Yeah, they yeah. only did two shows. It was called the Home to Home Tour. So it That's was like hard. each yeah. artist did and did Jay, home, and in Detroit, yeah. Jay yeah. opened for M. That's hard. That's hard. That's hard. And, I fuck with that. Yeah, like yeah, no, that shit would be crazy. That's tight though. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, in in. If they did a show like that where they went back and forth, bro, like like those are moments that like. It doesn't matter what the ticket costs, like because it's priceless. Fans, yeah, like like it's just take all take of my, my money. money. Yeah, take all my money. I don't That's how I fuck. felt about that day in Vegas tour. Real I didn't shit. have to when, pay when, for my tickets, but I was like, when, if I was a hip hop fan, how much do you need? When people I saw the lineup, Kendrick, and, you know, yeah, like, I had homies hitting me up like, before I buy my ticket, is this fake? Like, like have you gotten paid for this shit? Like that was the it? craziest lineup ever assembled. It was insane because we did insane. our real street fest in uh, August. Yep, yep, and they announced that shit. And I was like, oh, my God. 
how much money did they spend <laughs> on this lineup? Like, how did how is this even possible? Like, like who's funding this? <laughs> Jesus Christ! They had like five major headliners there. Like people, that, this is the person you pick to close the entire. And they had like five of them. Like, it was insane, it was bro. Crazy. It was crazy, bro. I don't even think Tyler closed out the day he was on. Who? Closed nah, he out didn't. That uh, day? Uh, Travis closed out that day. Travis closed out. That's what I'm saying. Like it was insane, bro. That Travis was there. I want to say Cardi was there. I'm not 100% sure. She but, was supposed to be there. Okay, that's what it was. She was supposed to she be there. Okay, gotcha. Um, uh, Uzi was there. Uzi. Like, Cole, Dot, um, uh, Tyler. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they that that's five headliners right there. I think, Doug, I think right Doug there. was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. It was crazy, bro. It was super, super crazy. So, yeah, I just want, like, us to create more moments like that. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think like that's that. true, man. I think that a lot of ego, I'm not saying that that's the case here, but I yeah. just think in general, like, in hip-hop, there's a lot mm-hmm. of shit that, like, I think I call it business ego, which is not like the people. It's more about like the business, like of the the two sides. Yep. Like it doesn't make sense for our side. Well, it doesn't make sense for our side. You get what I'm saying? Like, so I don't think it's necessarily artists. Like, ego. what 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 if we just did something for the fans? Wouldn't that be crazy? Like, <laughs> nah, that'd be super crazy. Yeah. But look, man, um, the album officially out, or project, or mixtape, or whatever mm-hmm. we're calling it, whatever we want to call it, <laughs> um. Does this mean we're going to have to wait four years for your next project? It, do, it does not. And that's one thing I've taken pride in with the label is that I do feel like I've changed uh, the mode of how things work a little bit. Uh, even to the fact like fans are giving me a lot of slack. Like, man, we've had eight singles. Like we heard the whole album. I'm like, well, no, only three of them are on the project. Like because TDE artists don't just drop singles. That's not a thing. You know what I mean? And I was the first one that just was just putting shit out. Like I just get on top's nerves until he'd be like, let me shut reason up and put something out. Yeah. Um, but I said it to say no, like, uh, I'm almost done with my debut album. Um, I'm hoping to drop, uh, like second quarter. So that's what I'm aiming for. That's what my managers and all of us are talking about. Uh, so that's what we pushing for, and, and I'm then maybe a little cause, uh, trying to get that out before project? my debut. So you I'm know? trying to get the cause and, and reason shit out. Maybe January, maybe February. Yeah, I am. That's what I'm aiming for. That's what I'm aiming for. I got I got to double check with Kaz's schedule because I know that he's wrapping up his album. Um, but we've already been in the grants that like we're just gonna put that out. We don't got to do nothing crazy behind it. As yeah, far just throw it out. For it's just fans. for the fans. It's yeah. just for the fans. Like we just put it out. We let maybe sh- maybe shoot a do. video or two. Yeah, shoot exactly. a couple videos. Exactly. And let it do what it's and gonna let do. It, let it do what it's gonna do. You get what I'm saying? And, and hopefully get some features from both sides. And that'll be the closest thing that people. What we're trying to do is make it the closest thing that people can get to a TDE Dreamville tape. So we're trying to get features from both sides. That'd be hard. You get what I'm saying? Like heavily featured. Exactly. Heavily featured. You know what I mean? And get some shit from our side. Get some shit from their side. Put it out for the fans. We don't got to do nothing crazy. Absol and J I. You ever been on a record together? Not from my understanding, but I feel like that would be, would be crazy, though. I think that would be crazy. Be I'm nice. going to put my vote out there, and, and J.I.D., you my guy, but Ab will get him. I think Ab will get him. By the way, um, I know that uh, DJ had had this big thing that you got you got, mm-hmm. yes. you got uh, ate up by Absol. Yes, he I didn't, his, I didn't yeah. think it was that close. Hey, I, you, you didn't think it was that close? I think Head was full of shit. Oh, okay, thank you. I was about to say, okay, yeah. I just yeah. think Head likes to poke at you. For, you're, for sure, you're for Carson. sure. Yeah, and he, he like, holds and, you to a high standard. And he knows that he can get a reaction. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he knows I'm so competitive, he can get a reaction. But, uh, but nah, like, like so did go crazy. But, like, I, I tell people all the time, like, I always, I always make sure that, like, my verse is there before I send it off. And I like, honestly, I like when artists hear my verse and try to, 
like go crazy and I'll do it because it makes the song better. Yeah, you know what course. I mean? Like I don't want you to send no bullshit because then I'm not gonna put the song out. You know what I mean? And so, but I will say, shout it's two artists. Shout out Boogie and Rhapsody. I probably won't be sending them any more verses first because uh, Boogie on Trapped In. Yeah, Boogie's <laughs> went, crazy, bro. Boogie went crazy on Trapped In, and then Rhapsody on I Can Make It went so so crazy. So I'm like, y'all two, I got to get in the studio. We gotta rap. We gotta write this. together. We gotta do it together. We gotta do this together. Y'all can't just keep on like having my my shit and like and being be like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you take two months to write a verse and send me back a fucking ether nas verse like nah we're not doing that no more boom bro. well look yeah. uh go get the album reason uh the mer merch is out is the merch drop yeah mer uh merch yeah it would it would have dropped by now. yeah okay so, yeah. so the merch will be out on merch friday out on friday, which is yeah. it's past friday no exactly. it's friday now we're yeah, dropping friday. this on friday we're dropping this yeah so the merch is out now it's go out get now. the merch yeah 100 percent. boom reason bootleg care let's go perfect man zero foxtrot isn't just a brand it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.